You're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So the first thing I want to say today is a、uh, happy Halloween、um, to those who actually do something fun, interesting on this day. I personally don't do anything on 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 Halloween.、Um, I don't dress up. I don't go to parties.、Um, I personally just doesn't mean anything to me. But I know how. How much it could mean to the younger folks out there or the older folks? I don't know.、Um, anyway, <laughs> so I hope all of you guys have fun.、Um, and for the American listeners,、um, happy Happy Thanksgiving, I believe.、Um, so that's that's that. From now on, no more public concerning matters. It's just very personal, narcissistic banter from me. <laughs> So if you follow this podcast from the very beginning, you know that this whole podcast is a narcissistic project where I revolve around myself, which is very sad. But that's what I do in this podcast.、Um, if you're new, basically I just talk about whatever is on my mind, and half of that would be maybe my personal stuff, but another half I try to make it more publicly relatable. Accessible, right?、Um, today I've got actually a lot of things on my mind. I、um, I have a lot of concrete stuff to talk about. I think、um, the general general theme of today is how big of a mistake I've made,、uh, how wrong of a judgment I've made on. On human beings, on human nature, and don't worry, it's not gonna sound as intense as it sounds. It's just、um, a grand title for something very, not not that intense. <laughs> it's very casual. Don't worry.、Um, but before I do that, I suppose it doesn't harm to start with a little bit of、uh, chit chatting. So. I have been in the United Kingdom for, I think, five months now, and、um, believe it or not, my favorite thing about this country so far is actually the weather.、Um, <clears throat> it is super mild compared to where I lived before,、um, Taiwan and Canada, and it is just I don't mind rain. I don't mind the rain at all.、Um, Because it suits my personality. When it's raining, it means that I don't have to linger outside. I can just go straight home、um, to my room and enjoy the rain. Really, so I I don't mind the rain at all.、Um, and temperature wise, it's just very mild. I mean, this time in Canada, I believe it must. I think in a week it's gonna start snowing if the climate change hasn't been. Hasn't gone to a new level yet. Then I think I remember a couple of years ago it started re-、um, snowing the first or second week of November. I don't think this is gonna happen in in England really. So so yeah, the weather has been great.、Um, the people, as far as I can tell, have been very very、um, predictably decent. And I don't mean it in a sarcastic way. I mean. What I mean, which is that、uh, when you deal with English people, and by that I mean <clears throat> they're not immigrants and they may they just live here for a long time. Okay, this is a controversial point, but 
if, when you meet people who are English, right, born, born and raised in England, let's just say, they they uh, are predictably decent. As in, yes, there are emotional up and downs, just like any other human beings. But they will make it right. They will. They will. Even though they're not happy deep down, they'll try to remedy the things. Um, they will make a surface level attempt to make everyone comfortable. Um, and I call that predictably decent. Um, the making everyone comfortable thing and making everyone happy more or less kind of thing, that is decent. Um, predictable as in um, you know that yes, there might be a conflict going on, but after some time, they're gonna go back to their decent selves. So that's why I call it predictable. And <clears throat> of course, no one can tell what they're really thinking, what they, how they perceive you deep down, if they like you or they don't like you. But at least they do this um, surface level decency act, right? But not just surface level, I mean, that sounds really bad. I mean, they do at least a surface level decency act because some people, they don't even, they don't even do that. And I don't mean that they're fake. I think, in fact, um, they, they, from the bottom of their heart, they are mostly very decent people. Um, <clears throat> so that's my perception of English people. Um, and, okay, just to clarify, not to say that other people aren't decent, but they're not as predictably decent as they are, and or they sh they show their decency in a different way that is not so predictable, that is not easily perceivable. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I just, I just mean that the way they do business is really um, transparent. Let's just say. Um, so that is very, very good. So in other words, they're not chaotic people, right? I've worked with different people from different countries and to be honest, sometimes they could be chaotic and chaotic is not necessarily bad. It's just a different kind of style. So it really depends on you, right? Perhaps some people like to work with predictable, um, stable people, but other times, uh, innovation comes from, um sort of improvisation and not being predictable so there's like pros and cons of either approach but mostly i find english people are predictably decent that's my that's my very very shallow commentary and observation on the whole nation which is obviously what how, what's the population now 67 million or something like that so obviously it's a very big generalization it's just based on the very few people i've met here um, what else can I say about England? I would say that, um, yes, of course, this is a modernized community, modernized world, but there are very, there are still many traces of the old stuff in this country, which you cannot find in a country like Canada or in, in Taiwan, the, the places I've lived the longest time in my life. Um, there's, there are just very old buildings lingering around that actually look pretty cute. Um, there's just this, this a lot of greens all everywhere. Even in London, you see a lot of greens. And in the middle of, of, of you know, between London and maybe somewhere even 
uh, more north, you you could find just cows and how horses and just <laughs> animals and uh, crows and it's just a very a lot of greens. So that is some something I feel is very Englandy, uh, very English. Um, and <clears throat> what else about this country? I find that I find that. Because I know I was saying that they're predictably decent, and I think it doesn't mean they're just superficially decent. Right? I think it means they. It it actually is because it's from their hearts that they can be like that, and I think most of the English people I know, uh, so far they've been very just genuinely nice. Um, as in. They've got really good manners, and they are non not offensive in any way. Um, I don't know if they're telling the truth. I think most of the time they keep it to themselves, but they try to not be offensive. I think that's what they do. Um, so for me, for someone like me who sometimes just uh, overthink and analyze people's words. Um, Extensively, this is good, you know that that they don't they try to, um, they don't really say a lot of things that could be analyzed, right? It's just all um, surface level stuff, which is fine. But of course, I think it means also that and you need to to spend a lot more time to get to know them. Um, you can't just get to know what's on their mind the first hour or so upon meeting them um and by that i mean i you actually meet these like maybe a little bit stereotypical english gentlemen you know that the kind of mannerism so that is something that's definitely in real life <laughs> anyway but i'm speaking from a very superficial level um and um, there's yet a lot more to learn about the culture and the people. And this ties to the, the theme of what I want to say today, which is my mistake, my huge mistake about human nature, which is I realized very recently that I often oversimplify people. Um, not just the concept of human beings as a whole, as a big community, but also... Um, the people around me, to be honest, and you know, I I feel like sometimes I feel like I underst I've understood the the true nature of this person after spending so much time with them, but then but then after some time you you realize that that um, you haven't seen the whole picture yet, right? And um, to be more precise, I mean that it is actually very difficult to to tell, um, it's very difficult to pinpoint what a particular person likes and dislikes. Um, and, and in other words, people are much more complex than you imagine. Even if you've spent so many years knowing this person, uh, they could, they could want for one change and for another, they could not be showing, they may not be showing the whole picture of themselves to you. And it's not because they're doing it deliberately. I think a lot of times um, it's because they don't even know themselves, and they just they're just very little that they can show to people because they haven't consolidated the internal, you know, 
deep down what they like and what they don't like. So of course human beings are complex, but today I guess I just want to talk about um, the concept of liking, right? So I I started thinking about this because of the nature of my new job, which is a very social job, and it's all about meeting people and knowing clients and really get to know their businesses and speak to them and um, and basically. Um, um, basically, you after a certain visits, you might have the idea that you are not getting the deal, or you're not, um, you're not, um, there's something wrong in the business approach, right? Um, but then, after serious discussion with the team and just getting everyone's point of view, it might actually you might find out that the real situation. It's nothing to do with the business proposal. It's nothing to do with the objective, factual things. And um, <clears throat> it really is just about the people, right? Maybe they don't like a particular person in your team. They don't like working with a particular person. and Or maybe you might be confused as to why they're so easy to work, work with. And maybe it's not because of any of the concrete business stuff business plans you laid out for them, it could be very simply that they like you as as the person that, that they're dealing with. And not it may not be the wisest thing, but it could be the correct thing, right? You want to work with people that you like. And so the concept of liking people sort of down on me, right? I, I just thought I just I just started thinking about about what it means to like someone and what it means to not like someone, right? In a very general context. So, and then I look into my own self um, and I was just thinking, is there someone that I seriously dislike? You know, that I can, I'm just going to tell people straight away that, oh, I don't like this guy or I don't like this person. Um, and I think the answer is is no. I mean, yeah, there are probably one person. There's probably one person from high school, which was 10, 15 years ago. And um, I would say, mm, I really don't like this person. And But now to, to think of it, I think um, I'm saying this or I believe I don't like this person straight away. Just just because no complexity in this scenario. I, I would say I don't like this person. I think I do that because I really I haven't spent enough time with them. And I just I just perceive the worst of them from the very little that we've interacted and and um yeah, but I think for most of the people, um if they spend a little time, a little more time in your in your tiny brain, and you sort of analyze, think about every aspect of of this person, I think it's very. I think for most of the people, you could say that um, there's always bits and bobs <laughs> that that you do you do find icky or that you you don't particularly love, but. I think in the end, overall, if you see them as a whole person, for me at least, um, I can't really say that I do not like someone, right? Except for that one person in high school, um, whom I haven't really interacted that all that much, right? Um, 
And I think it's not just me. I think most people are like that. And I'm not trying to say that, oh, it's it's all a happy ending for the whole of humanity where we don't ever dislike anyone straight away. No, I, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that I found human nature to be very cooperative and social most of the time. And I don't think it's some sort of, okay, there might be some evolutionary mechanism, but I think, I don't know what it is, but... I I think most people are like me that they won't. They'll tell you, "Nah, I don't like this person." Um, but when this person meets them in person, they'll treat them decently most of the time. And and yes, you could say they're just putting out uh, on 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 an act, or they're just yeah, they're just trying to not cause conflict. Yes, that could be the case. But I also think that. When they say they don't like someone, they don't mean they don't like the whole of this person, right? There's also some decent parts of the person that they can appreciate, and therefore, when they're interacting with them in person, I think the human nature uh, propels us to interact more with the decent parts of the person rather than focusing, zooming in on 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 the parts that they do not like, right? I think that m- might be genetic, that might be written in our bones, and it's not something we can fix easily. But, well, there's no fixing needed, re- really. So I think that's that's all very good. Um, but at the same time, I think that's what causes a lot of confusion. And in fact, I think that might be um, how the romantic stories stem, right? You always have this sort of very simple plot line where initially they believe they dislike each other so much and then somehow they fall in love, right? <laughs> anyway, so that's about disliking someone. And and at the same time, I feel like when we talk about liking someone, there is another kind of formula in play where you just you just feel like you like this person. But you can't really pinpoint what it is, right? Um, somehow, maybe it's just their face. Somehow, it's the way they um, carry themselves. Some sometimes it's the thoughts that they share with you. Sometimes it's just the the chemistry you have with each other, and it's all sorts of things. And it's very difficult to pick and choose. Oh, I like them for being this and that, but of course, if you you know, there's some some distant and people interview you and ask you why you like this friend and that friend. It's you could probably uh, pull out one thing or another. But really, if you think about it, if you think about it right now, you know, I ask you why do you like this friend or that friend. It's really difficult to to pull out a very precise and accurate answer, right? Because if you say it's because of the trait A. Because of trait A, B, or C, most likely these traits are applicable to most other people, right? Oh, they're nice, they're cute, they're funny, whatever. Most likely, there are a bunch of million other people who are nice, cute, and funny. And um, but then there's something unique in your friend that you like, right? Um, and it's very, very difficult to know yourself, to know the other person, and to know especially why the two of you really vibe well. So I've just been thinking about this this concept of liking someone. It's such a difficult word to to understand. It's really difficult to to know what people actually mean by that when they say I like them or I don't like them. Right. Um and I think this this ties into the 
very general theme of this podcast, which is that I I want to appreciate more of the complexities of of human beings, of human life, of human living, because I hate it. What I hate the most um, in this world is dividing people up superficially based on some some labels that they didn't choose for themselves. And now I sound like a a horrible leftist or whoever, whatever. Point is, uh, what really triggers me um, is when people don't don't attempt to see the full picture. Um, they they just categorize people based on very superficial labels, and they don't they immediately shut someone down, shut someone up because of some superficial trait of the person and. Um, and the reason why this is infuriating, it's not because of what they're doing, but it's because it's so easy to appreciate the complexity of human human beings, and yet they choose to 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 simplify people, right? What I mean is this: I mean that I don't, I do not think that people are being lazy when they just simplify people based on certain labels. In fact, I think it's the opposite. It's infuriating when people label people and just uh, gauge their whole personality based on a simple label like gender, nationality. Um, I think it's infuriating because it's so easy to do. Not because it's so easy to do, but precisely because that requires effort. Uh, what I mean is exactly what I've been talking about, uh, which is that it's so much easier to appreciate the complexities and the subtleties of each single human being. I think it's natural um, for human beings to to be cooperative and sociable, and in order to do that, it means to appreciate a lot of subtleties in a human being. And I think, I suspect, in fact, that evolutionary speaking, we must have been made to deal with complexities more than um, simplification. So to to really elaborate what this is, what this means, is that I think that people who, um, who um, sort of characterize people and then use that category or that label, or that um, just stereotype. Uh, I think people who do this, it actually required a lot of effort, right? I think it is not the lazy way to do things. I think it is the deliberate, the com- the more, um, the way that requires a lot more effort. And so, in other words, I believe people who um, talk about other people by this kind of simplification it's not because they're lazy. They just deliberately want to put these people into these categories and they want to, they are actually using a lot of energy to simplify things um, in a way that gets them ahead in some speech or tries, and in a way that would um, sort of cause division in among people. I think most of the time, that kind of simplification and stereotyping um, it's done deliberately. It's not done lazily, and I think that's why it maddens me a lot more when this happens. And 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 I think 
yeah, so I think the natural way is not to look at people by by who they are, who may who they may be stereotypically. I think that actually requires a lot of effort. So a simple example, right? So for me personally, but when I meet someone new, I I don't automatically think about um the gender their age or or the nationality their ethnicity i i just it's just much easier for my brain to leave all the all that human artificial labels aside right and just to interact them as they are as a human being um it's only you know it's only when we've spent some time together that my brain starts to register um things like hmm he's a he's a man so whatever something something interesting might happen later right or hmm so they they are from this and that region so they probably speak this and that language and so it actually requires a lot of effort on my part to to sort of pick out the um the more general information of that person and then to have the conversation going based on the um more stereotypical parts um of this person right that oh they tell me they're from let's say germany then i can start asking them ah are you do you speak german or like were you born in germany like things like that right so so yeah i think the brain starts to pick up the more general parts of uh, of another person when it sees that it needs that information right and so the kind of conversation that's Gen- that stems from that kind of picking up of information is actually very tiresome. Like it's not interesting, and you it's actually a lot of effort on your part. Whereas the type of conversation I believe that stems from just being very very natural and not really picking up deliberately the the um lab- like the categories of the person, right? If if you're just treating them as who they are completely. I think the kind of conversations that that stem from that is just it's just a lot it's just a lot more natural and it's more pleasant for both of you, I think. Um and and I think basically <clears throat> basically that is it. That's why I think you know, once once I started to register this part of me, you know, because I I am guilty of doing that as well in the past, where when you meet someone new, you you sort of it takes a lot of effort to get to know them precisely because it's not part of human nature to pick up the the big labels of the person, right? I, I really believe this is a really good theory. I should just I just just I should just study sociology. <laughs> but really I was just thinking, why is it yeah, it actually takes more effort to pick up the big stereotypes about a person when you want to have a conversation going, that's that's what you're doing when you're going on a first date and you try to register this and that information so that you could share this detail about this guy to another person right it's very simple and you have to extract oh they're from this their mom and dad from this place and they speak this language and they grew up in this village and they do this job and right and then and then it actually is a lot of work to extrapolate the more generic stuff about this person whereas actually once you've known this person well enough and it requires a lot of time uh, once you've done that um, there's no longer there's no no more need to 
um, to really pick up the stereotypes about this person, right? Um, which is, I think, um, this is the actual proof <laughs> that that we live, um, we interact with human beings, with other human beings, based on their their idiosyncrasies, not based on their the stereotypes about them. I think the natural way is to really vibe with the other person, to sort of gather information here and there, and just um, just going on, you know, spending time together in a natural pace rather than uh, picking up very intent, like um, intentionally picking up information that. For them, yes, of course, that's official information about them. He's a man. He lives there, and he speaks this and that language. But yeah, it's but it's it, it's 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 them, of course. But it's not going to be who they really are. And I think, I think, I think that is the beauty of social interaction. So yes, I could be I could be very introverted and not go on Halloween parties. But I do, you know, I try to. Um, vibe with other human beings and try to I'm I'm starting to see this pattern you know I, I try to correct so that was my big mistake I feel like in the past I've simplified people too much and I believe that I've known them just because I know their nationality just because I know their gender just because I know what job they work and they must be this and that type of person because of this and that type of label right and so superficial I regret it well I don't regret it but I I'm still learning from this all um and so yeah so that's a big discovery on my part (laughs) not discovery but a big adjustment on my part I feel like um People are all very complex. Of course, I've knew, I've known that. It's just that uh, I've been made aware that sometimes my my speech is too intentional, you know. And I suddenly am aware of what it means. I think it means that I should pay attention to the idiosyncrasies rather than the general labels of the person. So that is my small, tiny, self-absorbed discovery. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you, you, you've done, like, how is it, how do you keep conversations going, right? Um, so that's a great new discovery about myself, and I'm glad I finally come to this realization, you know? Um, and I also, that's also, that's what, that's what I discovered about why I'm always so mad when people just pick up on the most stereotypical stuff stereotypical stuff about a particular human being and try to put them into this category and that category right um i've always been mad when that happens i just can't pinpoint it but now i'm glad i figured it out it's not because they're lazy it's because they do it deliberately to upset someone else or to be to like signal that you are not important so i'm just gonna see you as i don't know an asian woman whoever right (laughs) Um, so yeah, that is basically what, um, what's been going on floating on my mind and, um, uh, a little bit of an update on myself really is that I'm going to move again because I, um, yeah, I found a new place and that's going to be more permanent. Although I realized that, uh, it's already been five months and my stay in this country is due, well, in in a year and a half now so 
so time really flies and I gotta sort something out but um yeah so that is about it for today I know it's an awfully short episode is there anything else I would like to add oh right let's talk about something else which is uh, more shallow but fun <laughs> Uh, a little bit of technology uh, update. Um, basically, as I started this whole podcast with the episode, should I buy an iPad? I sh- suppose I am entitled to give a little bit of update, update on, on the, my new purchases, right? So, <laughs> my most recent luxury purchase was... <laughs> the, the, what's it called? Magic keyboard with touch ID. Isn't that fancy? It's quite fancy. So the the reason for buying this keyboard is actually that I broke my previous keyboard. And mind you, it's not a cheap keyboard I bought I, I broke. It was a mechanical keyboard from a company called Philco and it is a very fine keyboard indeed until I realized I, I keep spilling water <laughs> onto the keyboard and like Due to the nature of mechanical keyboard, it's gonna heal itself. It's just you need some time, right? Um, but I've had enough of it, of it, and one day I realized that it's actually broken, where it just starts typing the letter U by itself, and obviously it make it renders it, excuse me, completely non-functional, and um, I don't have the energy to fix it, so I just. I just, I just actually threw it away. <laughs> um, uh, in any case, it's a good excuse to to change my keyboard. Um, the mechanical keyboard was very decent. It's just not, it's just very heavy. And as I said, it feels good to type on it. But for me, it's not for me because I keep just making a mess. So, so I got the um, the. Apple keyboard. Um, I I was gonna I was gonna go for Logitech. Um, what's it called? The Master keyboard or something like that, which is made for Mac because I do have a Mac Mini and and I was gonna go for that. Um, but then I opened the keyboard and I tried to type on it and I just it just feels very sticky. It doesn't feel good to type on it. And not just that, there are just so many. So many labels on the keyboard that is not that are not necessary at all. Um, I could type without looking at the keyboard. So, just so you know, <laughs> not that you have to know. <laughs> but um, before I came to England, I bought a new laptop that is that has has French keyboard layout. So it's A Z E R T Y rather than QWERTY, right? Um, and the reason for that was because the specs of that laptop was only available in Amazon France. So, what I'm trying to say is that I could I don't mind how I don't mind the layout at all. I don't need to have letters printed on on my keyboard. All right. Um, and so for me, the Logitech with all the labels is just too much uh, visually speaking, um, and also it doesn't feel good to type on it. So I decided to splurge and get the one with Touch ID, and of course I tried to convince myself, I mean I did convince myself, <laughs> I convinced myself by telling myself that, um, well, with the Touch ID I never have to type my password again, uh, it's more convenient, and I could save, I could try to transfer a lot of things to all the passwords saved to 
my Safari, which I don't use. By the way, the best browser out there, which I use, is Brave browser. So it's with a with a lion, and it is spelled B R A V E. And this one blocks all the ads and. All my passwords so far are saved on Brave, so I actually don't use the Touch ID function for saved passwords because uh, you have to use Safari, the Mac um, browser. But in any case, Touch ID is still a very fancy and a well welcomed um, addition to the keyboard, and I'm getting used to the typing experience on the. Um, on this new keyboard, um, which is supposed to feel like the MacBook keyboard, which I do not have, so I don't know. Um, but it's not a mechanical keyboard, so it's not like it's in danger of just being broken because of water spilling inside. Um, and it's, it's surprisingly light. It, I think it's like 200 grams, so it feels very, very, just very compact and good. And um, so, so far it's been alright. So that's my newest luxurious tech addition to my desk, and I'm very happy with it. And um, another thing about tech so far is that I'm debating. All right, I'm thinking about um, two things: either the famous low LG, sorry, not LG, Logitech Master MX Three S mouse, or the um, Magic Touchpad. Um, so basically what I am looking for, I, I, I feel like ultimately these two things are complementary, they're, they, they're not mutually exclusive, because uh, what I want from the touchpad is the ability to zoom in and out with uh, two fingers, like pinch in and pinch out, which is, some, which is like an experience that you cannot get from the mouse. But what I want to get from the mouse, which you cannot get from the touchpad, is the ability to copy and paste with just one click. So instead of right-clicking and then choosing copy or paste um, on the touchpad, I think copying and pasting with the mouse with just programmed keys, that would be much, that would be very, very easy. Of course, I know the command C or the control C and command paste um, shortcuts on the keyboard, but that's still like one, two, three, four, four keys in, not counting the selection, right? So I, I haven't purchased anything yet. So that's why these are the next things on my purchases. Um, um, based on how much I know myself, I know I'll end up getting those two, both of them, but I might, I'm going to start with the mouse first, just to experience the copy and paste shortcuts. Um, but the touchpad, oh my god, it's so useless that I'm just so attracted to it. <laughs> so yeah, so that is a little bit of my tech update. And what else is there to, to mention? It's nothing really. Um, Another small tech update I have is I bought I bought a an electric blanket. It feels so much better in a cold room with an electric um, blanket than in a warm room with the radiator on. Um, it's not that cold yet here in England, but there are days and nights where it's about ten degrees and you feel like you need a little bit of extra something. And and an electric blanket come on guys uh you know it's not just about the heat it's about the symbolism <laughs> so i highly recommend this purchase to anyone who lives in a country where 
you may get snow in the next two or three weeks. So that's about it for my tech update. I got the keyboard and electric blanket. Um, and um, I hope that I'll update soon. Probably not before November. I think my next episode definitely will be November. Um, but yeah, have a safe, happy Halloween. Enjoy your weekend, weekday, every day. And I will talk to you soon in November. Bye-bye.